your moment is almost like my moment because I was at my son's basketball game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Tony's calling. Oh, I know she was bidding. And then I, I, I answered it and you like, yeah, so I got a house, but then I got another one. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, it took you a month, but you got it today? You're like, yeah. So tell me about that. How'd that happen? So, you know, after being a part of the Land Bank Club, I learned some strategic ways you can go about putting in <laughs> your bid. So what I had did was I had created two separate accounts. Okay. Um, created two separate accounts with two different emails. And I bid, I waited to the very last second to bid. Like it was down to like the last five seconds. And then yeah. I put a bid. Right. Um, and one, I forgot about the bid on the other property. Is what really <laughs> what happened. I forgot. Oh and my goodness. I was the only bid on that property. So I ended up winning both. Like the emails came. Where we highlight some of the most creative and non-traditional ways to make money in real estate. We will showcase some of the world's greatest male and female real estate developers and teach you how you can make money by using the same strategies. Now it's time to develop. Here's your host, Charles Noonan. Welcome to another episode of The Land Bank Show, where I highlight dope individuals that have done some extraordinary things in real estate through some non-traditional methods. Today, we have Tony, the wealth CEO, who's going to share a lot about her story and everything that she does. And I'm super excited. So let's go. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so happy you made it, of course. Um, one or two two states over? Yeah, uh, Philly, two. Two, Philly? Yeah, Philly, yeah. Philly, Philly in the Feel house. like three on the drive, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's important that you made it. So uh, our guest today is a Land Bank team member. Right off the bat, I have to say she did something special. Something I'm going to say is not unheard of, but super creative. And I love it. So, Tony, what you did when you started, right? It took you a little while to get your first house. But when you did, you bought two. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, am I hearing this correctly? Because Land Bank team members, I asked you guys to call me. Mm -hmm. I don't care where I am, what country. I was and this is so weird. Your moment is almost like my moment because I was at my son's basketball game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Tony's calling. Oh, I know she was bidding. And then I, I, I answered it and you like, yeah, so I got a house, but then I got another one. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, it took you a month, but you got it today? you like, yeah. So tell me about that. How'd that happen? So, you know, after being a part of the Land Bank Club, I learned some strategic ways you can go about putting in <laughs> your bid. So what I had did was I had created two separate accounts. Okay. Um created two separate accounts with two different emails. And I bid I waited to the very last second to bid. Like it was down to like the last five seconds. And then yeah. I put a bid. Right. Um and one, I forgot about the bid on the other property. Is what really <laughs> what happened. I forgot. Oh and my goodness. I was the only bid on that property. So I ended up winning both. Like it, the emails came back to back. So like, hey, by, congratulations. I'm like, okay. <laughs> by default, you ended up getting two houses at the same time. Yeah. Like like within minutes to get like like you bought them one and two. Those same yes. two? I bid on them the same day. They went 
active in the bidding process and they yeah. both closed like within minutes give it of up. each give other. It up. Give it up. <laughs> that is execution at like the highest level. Seriously. So I normally I normally don't teach that, right? We we talk about it. Yeah. But I like the the process of like getting one going through the steps. Yes. And then as you see now, some people, they just come in and they're buying like three and four at the same time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like going crazy. It's not it's not what I expected. But then you got people with so much ambition, so much creativity mm-hmm. that they just they just go run with it and they yeah. just run like crazy. So you did something that just shocked me. Yeah. I- I was, it was fun for me. It was, it was an exciting moment, but I'm like, all right, what do you do now? Like you got these two properties. What are you about to right, do? Right. <laughs> you got two. So here's the thing that, here's the thing that I like. You got two properties and those two properties are going to be in your family's name forever because you own them outright debt free with no mortgage. That's correct. That is something that I really love about our program and about the land bank team, like the stuff that we do and the things that are being done it's almost unheard of that you hear programs that people just accumulate properties like that. Yes, it's not. That's not normal until I ran across you. Okay. And this is not something I heard of. You always hear the bird strategy and using yeah. hard money loans. But as far as land banks, I had no idea what a land bank was. Right. Right. <laughs> so awesome. I'm happy. Thank you to for executing. Yes. Right. Thanks for being a member. I appreciate that. And thanks for executing. So let's dig into a little bit about you and who you are for people that don't know. So we know each other for quite some time. And before we started the show, we dated back to like me following you on us following each other on Instagram Instagram, and me just watching your growth of your office and your business. Actually, remember I told you to post more? Yeah, you did. You need to post more. I'm like, I'm I'm trying. I need to figure out what to put up here. Remember that? And I'm like, It's not easy, but be consistent at it because you have some really good information. You actually taught me some stuff about credit. And I was like, nah, Tony, where's your post? Right. (laughs) I'm like, you got a post. I don't see a post today. So I'm looking as a consumer and I'm like, I know you got the information. I'm like, where's your post today? I don't see a post. And I appreciate that because it kept me on my toes. Like, all right, I got to post something. Like, I got to put something out here Mm -hmm. because I wasn't very consistent with Instagram, Facebook, I have a hard time. But now I am, I got in the groove of that. And thank you. You're (laughs) welcome. (laughs) That mentorship, this mentorship, it does a lot, right? It's like, my goal is to help people not only get houses, but just with like general information as you guys excel in your lives from a wealth perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Things to look out for, things that are always going to help, like consistency, staying on top of contractors, how to find tent, all of that stuff is like, I'm I'm here for it. Because I had, along my journey, I had to go through it by myself. And I just, when I created the Land Bank team, it was like, okay, how can I help other people do this without the struggle? Right. So I ended up with 35 properties. I was trying to shoot for 100 and I couldn't do it until I incorporated team members and collectively we put our heads together. And then other doors started opening up for me, like the chief operating officer of one land bank introduced me to the chief operating officer of another (laughs) land bank and they opened the floodgates to me. So I immediately was writing checks (laughs) like, all right, let's go. Let's get it. How many can I buy? And, you know, it was more so them speaking to my character 
that allowed them to say, okay, here's our process. Here's how you apply. Um, and here's what's not being applied for, which you can just start to grab right away. So I, I got just blessings from blessing and helping other people. Yes. And that's, and that's the most amazing thing about what you do, because, because you're so open with the information and giving it to others, you know, I feel like doors are going to continue to open for you. And just for the average consumer, like myself, when I started off, like it was, you always see like the, the fluff, should I say on Instagram about, you know, how I got this many properties. I did this and I did that, but they don't tell you how to get it. And then they don't tell you you're going to be left with a bunch of debt on the back end. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you're able to acquire these properties and literally own them outright and have something to really pass down debt free is phenomenal. Like, it was like, awesome. believe me when I said I own the property outright, they was like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. That's right. a whole like, nother what? topic. <laughs> And I spoke about that today, too. And, and I, I'm noticing oftentimes some of the coaching that I do, it's about confidence mm -hmm. saying, of course, you can own a property. Right. You just have to have the information to where they are. They actually fit everybody's budget. So people that don't have great credit can buy them and actually partner with someone like you to help get their credit together for renovations and and grab education on best ways to leverage and find and cash flow those properties Absolutely. as well. So, yeah, it's a lot of times, oftentimes I'm finding it's confidence that people need to go forward. It's somebody saying, yes, you can be a real estate developer. Yes, you can own multiple properties. That's going to help people now start to take the information and go execute on it. Absolutely. They need a coach, someone to push them like you. They need to, yeah. they need to push. <laughs> so, what was it that made you join? What was it that gave you the confidence to put what? First of all, what was it? I got so many questions for you because this story is like phenomenal, right? What was it that made you say, let me put in two beds on two different properties? You know, I just was in a mindset like I have to win something. I feel like if I don't win one, I'm going to win the other. I might win both. Really wasn't expecting to win both, but that's yeah. what happened. But I wanted to be, I wanted to eventually get in the race. I felt like I was looking on the outside for a while. Like I was attending all the classes and I was there mm -hmm. and I would listen in and I would have all the information, but I was just scared to put the bid in. Like I just right. wouldn't do it. And I said, you know what? This time I made a promise to myself. I said, this time, this day, this is what I'm doing. And I, and I think I texted you that day too, and you I'm going <clears> to <throat> put a bid in on the property. <laughs> right. Like I'm going to do it. And yeah, it was more so, like you said, building up that confidence, knowing that it's that even if it doesn't work right now, it will eventually. But you got to start. Yeah. And you know what's weird to hear? So for you, you are on the team watching other people win bids all the time. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's why I know what you mean by saying I have to get in the race. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you see it and that gives confidence. But what's what's unique about your situation is. You on the back end, you know about credit, you know about if you needed money to repair it, how you can get it, but you still needed some level of like, Tony, press the button, mm -hmm. let's go, buy, <laughs> get in the race, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that helped you. So I, I, I brought that up because people at every level need a little push. They need someone to believe. 
And then when they start to believe, or even if it's transferred, even if it's my confidence getting into you, you need that. And then you see what happens. It can double, it can triple what yes. your expectations are. Absolutely. And it's just like, get in the race, go fly, go run as fast, go sprint. And then you start to win. You start exactly. to pick up wins and that's how it happens. So I'm super happy about that. And congratulations you. to you, you officially, <laughs> right? So, um, all right, so we're going to dig a little bit deeper now. So okay. tell me about you and who you are and what you got going on. All right. So I'm the wealth CEO. All right. So I am, I have my hands in a little bit of everything to mm -hmm. be honest. So like I, like you said, I'm, I do credit repair. Um, I also tell people with business credit. Um, I do Toro cards. I love real estate. That was mm -hmm. my very first passion was real estate. Um, do lead inspections. I kind of, I'm, I'm a type of person where I'm going to jump into something when I hear it to see if it works, right. but it, I'll research it a little bit first, but now I want to do it because I want to know if what you're saying is really true. So I like to go through the process so that way when I tell the next person, I can say it from experience, not from what I think <clears throat> should happen or how it should go. Um, so I have a lot of different businesses going that are successful. Um, and I'm just, just a, I'm going to consider myself a wealth of knowledge that I can give to other people in different areas. I may not know everything about a topic, but I can tell you a lot about a lot. Awesome. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the education aspect and that you actually learn something and go do it. However, you just surprised me, right? I did <laughs> not know you were a lead inspector. Yeah, general contractor too. What? General contract. I contract all my own projects out. All right, so you got to tell me more because the land bank team, right, we're in real estate and we do real estate in, in different cities across the country. How, and tell me, how did you become a lead inspector and tell me why? So when I started properties initially, um, I was using hard money loans. Um, and the way the hard money loan would work is, you know, you have to put up, 25%, they give you the rest, but then they front the construction, but they front the construction to whatever company or general contracting company you put on the paper. So I said, well, you know, how do I get this money too? Cause I can get the work done for less than the amount that you're giving me. Right. So, they're not, they won't, they're going to charge you for right. what it costs. All exactly. Right. So if you're going to give me 50,000 for a project, but I know I can get it done for 25. If I could pocket that other 25, how do I go about doing that? So that's when I realized, okay, I need to become my own general contractor. So I looked into the process of that. And honestly is, you know, you pay your, you pay your fee mm -hmm. and then you get all the licenses they need you to have. You go get your OSHA 30. And honestly, that's it. Wow. That's it. Wow. And that is like <laughs> phenomenal. That is genius. Yep. So now the money comes to me for the project as well. as. <clears throat> and then you could sub it out. So you don't actually, as being a general contractor, you qualify to get, and, and oftentimes in those in those deals, they will, they will give you a hundred percent of the construction cost, right? A hundred percent of the renovation cost. So you looked at that, that is like next level creativity <laughs> right there. That, that is not normal. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's not normal. I thought about that before and I'm like, all right. So to get some of these, to get funding, you have to 
show who your contractor is. You got to submit licensing sometimes to different banks. They all have different qualifications. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I used to try to get contractors. I used to try to get funding for projects and to get contractors. And I'm like, all right, send me your license. I have to send it in. They won't do they it. Don't, they won't do it because a <clears throat> lot of contractors actually do not have their license. They don't have a contractor's license. They can't pull permits. It's it's perfect. They're kind of just kind of working under the table. So I stepped in and I said, you know, I'm going to get my own. I can pull my own permit. That, you can do the work. <laughs> that is the type of stuff I love to hear. Mm -hmm. Because in everything in life, right, mm -hmm. in everything you do in life, there's going to be roadblocks. Okay. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be people telling you, no, you cannot do something. There's going to be contract male contractors that look at you and say, look, I'm not going to help you. I'm not giving you my license. Um, they don't like your project if it's not big enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just went off and got your <laughs> own general contractor license yes. is like that's like the best news I heard in weeks. That's. That is the stuff that makes people win. And that's what people don't know. So sometimes people look at success and they say she got lucky, right? They look at success and they say she knew somebody. Oh, she's a girl. She just took the test. But no, it, it was so much packed into what you just said. Like I looked at it. I saw the obstacles and I navigated ways around it. So you got OSHA 30, <laughs> you got all these licenses <laughs> yes. because you want to do well in real estate and you saw value or obstacles and you saw value in finding out, all right, let me go get this stuff. Right. I feel like you can never know enough, especially if you want to be in the, in the whatever <clears throat> field you're in. If you really want to dig deep in that field and you want to learn and you want to, you want to progress to the next level, whatever that next level for you might be, you have to know what it is you're talking about. You got to be able to speak the language. So if they speaking to you and they saying they need to install drywall and put in, you know, insulation and you don't know what they're talking about. And they say, OK, I'm going to charge you five thousand dollars for that. Right. You wouldn't know because you don't. Exactly. Understand. Exactly. Yeah. Or here's another example, which is common. Um, they need the green board for the bathrooms. Right. Mm -hmm. Bathrooms right. are but so big. But if you see on an order, they got 30 pieces, you know, they doing your bathroom, and somebody else's, the person's bathroom down the street and probably the bathroom of their own. Right. Exactly. And if you don't know that, you just think, oh, it's drywall or sheetrock or whatever you call it. It's You know, it's weird. It's called different things different in different things, states. Different right. Areas. It's drywall. It's green. Well, it's, it's, it's a sheetrock. It's a whole bunch of different things. But we all know what it is because you took the time to, to really dig in and learn what it is. That is phenomenal. It definitely helps you from not getting cheated mm -hmm. because people will take advantage, right? A lead inspection could be something fairly simple where it takes an hour, two hours, or however long it takes. And then you're looking at the cost of that and you're saying, man, I paid X amount of dollars. If I just did my own lead inspection and submitted the certificate, and then if I could do, because there's people around me that need them, if I could do theirs, mm -hmm. I'll be in good shape. Absolutely. You take the class literally for like $400 now. You take the class. It's a day class. You get your certification after you take the test. And now you can go and you can market yourself and be a lead inspector. Do your own lead tests. Do other people's. Like it's, you know, and in the interim, you are learning, you know, yep. how it kind of all started. But I feel like if you, if we have access to this information and we can be a part of the process, then why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
So that is like phenomenal. Now let's tell me about this Toro business. What you got going on there? Because I did it. I, so people don't know this and I don't talk about this. This was before I started to um, be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was the first person to do Toro in New York and I did it for a whole year. I was the only person. I was the only per. I will not share numbers with you, <laughs> but I was the only up. person. So, um, a friend tour of mine in uh, in Atlanta, right? Pushman Mitch, he he uh, piqued my interest because he's like the king of rental cars in yeah. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, all of a lot of his students in New York were asking me, "How did I get on the platform? Or how did I start the platform?" And I may have had like 10 cars on there. Mm -hmm. At that point, I actually got up to 100 cars in New York. You had 100 cars? I had 100. Tour? He taught me exactly wow. how to do it, like step by step. So mentor, I believe in mentorships, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, that's amazing. And I didn't know exactly how to get that far. So I bought his mentorship. We became friends over time because my our we were very similar in nature where we like to help people. So... Uh, I started to just give him the information on how I got there. His students were able to benefit and open up rental car businesses in New York now because New York is probably the most uh, radical state as far as allowing something like that to happen. That's what I was going to ask. Did they allow the tour? They did not. So okay. because I had the licensing to do it, right, I, I've always loved cars. So similar to you, I had a dealership license where... I just went and bought my own cars from like the auction or dealerships. They will actually let dealers buy from them and resell them as new. So I had all the qualifications to actually run and operate the business from an insurance perspective. Then I had the insurances too to do it. So I had like mountains of paperwork that qualified me as a commercial company to do it so you had oh, to open and i could okay. tell people this now you had to have a commercial account to do it so needless to say mm -hmm. i have like this understanding of that business that you have going on in philly and i did extremely well for it was like almost two years i was the only person to do it that's amazing yeah, it was, <laughs> that's it was, awesome <laughs> though like to be the only person out there i was actually a brand ambassador for them and sometimes I post that picture and in the stories or whatever, but they did like photo shoots and they came to my lot, my garage. They saw the process and everything. And it was dope. It was cool. Awesome. I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah, you got to send that to me. But I got to scale to 100. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't think I'm going to scale. No. So here, I'll, I mean, we're all about sharing information. Yeah, so what awesome. helped me scale, there's a finance company called AFC. They... Um, they finance rental car companies. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you a line of credit. I had an $800,000 line of credit. <clears throat> and then I had um, my dealership license. So it was, and they, the auctions are connected to the dealership. So I would just go to like Mannheim auction, buy all the cars connected to my AFC account. And they have like what's called a rental company floor plan. So I was able to just do it that way. It's fairly simple. So. And then there's I'm I'm just, I'm just a giver of information. Yeah, give right? it, give it. <laughs> there's a company called ARRC. Most people use Lula now, but there's a company oh, yeah. called ARRC that I like a little bit more. They're a little bit more personable. Okay. Um, and they insured all of my cars for me as well. As long as you have they they are 
like a rental car insurance company, they give you like all the documents, all the paperwork and everything that you need to make sure you're renting cars out the right way. So I had to be my own company and Toro allowed me to put my cars on that platform. Awesome. You see how similar we are? Yeah. We're creative. (laughs) That's why I'm like going crazy over your story. But look, being that I'm giving out information on all these different companies, I have to get to our sponsors, right? So unsoldland.org is one of our sponsors. They they sponsor the podcast. Unsoldland.org is that one-stop shop where you can buy all your all things pertaining to land. There are some houses there, but very similar to most auction sites and regular uh, buy now sites. So it's very similar to eBay. I call it the eBay of land. You can go there, you can buy land, you can buy land that has property on it, but I use it typically for land. That's their specialty. Unsoldland.org is that one-stop shop. Go there and buy yourself some land. I'm going to give you a hint. They're not making any more. All right. They're not making any more. Go buy land, unsoldland.org. Then our other sponsor, which is Star Homes in Coleman, Alabama. So as you guys know, what what my portfolio is comprised of several deeds of land. I love the state in Alabama. I'm just going to give you guys my advice. Go buy land in Alabama. Alabama is next. Birmingham is a city that I love, not just for the food, but for the potential that I see in that city. So Star Homes, my guy Adam is there. He will help you out. But Star Homes is your one-stop shop for tiny homes, manufactured homes, mobile homes, um, anything homes that you need. They will deliver those homes right to your land. Reach out to Adam. He's my guy. He will help you. They took care of me in ways that like I got deals that you would not believe. Star Homes, Coleman, Alabama. The number's on the screen. Give Adam a call. Tell him Charles sent you. <clears throat> it's important that he knows you guys are calling from the Land Bank show um, because they, they're just partners of ours. They partnered in the show. They're partners of the Land Bank team. And I want you guys to win, but I want you guys to win safely. So Star Homes, Coleman, Alabama is where you is your one-stop shop for everything pertaining to homes. All right. <clears throat> now that we done mentioned like 20 companies that gave <laughs> out everything of how we made money the last five years. Tell me how your how your Toro business is going and what made you get into it. So and it's funny you mentioned Pushman Mitch because I was following him for a while. Um, but I decided to jump into Toro when I, you know, I had three cars already. Um, mm-hmm. I had three cars already, but I'm like, OK. I'm not making any money off of these other two cars. They're just kind of sitting here. But then one of them decided to break. So that that's another story. One right. decided to break down. But I said, you know what? I understand how to get myself business credit. So I got I got business credit and I decided to put the cars in my business name. And I went through Bank of America. Um, and at that time, Bank of America was allowing you to get four cars with one pull, with one inquiry. So I jumped in. They approved me. I said, all right, great. I went to three different dealerships the same day and got three cars that same day. So I got a, and it was, I had this whole scenario going on, like all white, everything. So all three cars are white. Oh, nice. (laughs) You're really creative. So all three cars are white. And when I got the three cars, you know, I was looking up Toro. I was looking up higher car, get around, things like that. So I was, you know, kind of testing out the different platforms, but I really like Toro because it's the flexibility with it and being able to kind of 
determine, you know, what you want your split to be. Yeah. And having that security of that insurance, you know, just like you're speaking of a doula is having that insurance. Cause I thought about doing private rentals, but I said, you know, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm gonna put it on this platform. Yeah. Um, cause I did end up having an accident, not me, but one of my renters and they kind of paid everything out. So I just wanted to get in Toro. Cause like I said, I like to jump into things to see how they work right. and if it will work. And it has been very lucrative. I, my cars are never there. They're always gone. Nice. So, so here, did you, did you get into his mentorship? I didn't get into the mentorship. I told you I kind of browse around first for a while before <laughs> I do anything. No, that but I am. I'm thinking about the Black Club, right? That mentorship changed my life. Okay. Like seriously, it 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 just propelled the trajectory of my business. I don't know that I would have gotten to a uh, hundred cars without it. And he was actually there with me along the way. So we're sending each other cars as we're buying them. I bought, he got a Lamborghini, I bought a Lamborghini and I'm sending it to him. He got like, you know, our favorite car used to be like an I-8, the, uh-huh. the one with the doors go up. He got one, I got one. I'm sending it, he's driving. And it's like, we're just, it's like he's with you as you're growing your business, but he has the answers every step of the way. Wow. Phenomenal mentorship. But I, I, I really, I believe in mentorships and they're like GPS systems, yes. right? So you could want to be, you could want to do something. And oftentimes people will go to like Google. They'll go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. They'll go to all these places to think they could just grab the information. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you don't know what to Google, right? You don't know what to YouTube. Right. Because you don't <laughs> right. know. You don't know. You so, don't know. Exactly. So I, that's just one of the misconceptions that people get about um, mentorship. If you find a good mentor and good mentors to me are not only people that have done it, that makes, I'm going to say, that gives you the right to be a mentor because you've done something like great and phenomenal that people can't just easily figure out. But what I find make the best mentors are the ones that can teach. So I always look for like in every mentorship, right? I, I know you did this, which is great. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I'm not that good of a student. So I now need you <laughs> to mentor me, but I'm going to need you to have your teaching skills up so okay. that you can transfer right. that information to me. <laughs> and I just feel like all of my mentors, friend tours, everybody that I buy information with, and I don't care what the price is because mm-hmm. you make so much money from exactly. them. Right. I find that I look more so and try to study their teaching style. And I asked, can I relate to his teaching style and any mentorship? Because if I can, then I feel like I can learn from them. Because I've paid thousands and thousands of dollars for mentorship programs to experts. And then we sit there and they're yelling at me because I don't understand something. They're yeah, frustrated. They talk at you like it's like I don't understand it. Like, right. Not- they're frustrated. And I'm frustrated. I'm like, I'm paying you, but you yelling at me. <laughs> Like what happened? Like I forget it. Keep, I, it. keep your information, keep right? It. Keep your your stinky information, because what I found was that not everybody can teach. Right. So now I'm a mentor, right? Now I'm the founder of the Land Bank team, and I find myself catering my teaching style to whoever I'm mentoring. So there's generic information that I say, then I'll say it in other ways. Then I'll break it down the 10 steps 
maybe in different ways where I'm learning and I ask a lot of questions in my own mentorship to mm-hmm. under, to, to kind of find out, did you get that? Did you understand? Yeah. Some stuff flies over people's heads mm-hmm. and some people like you get the information and you go buy two right away. <laughs> And you're not even in the bundle program. Like, no, oh, you in the regular in one house. Program. You in the one house, one package program, but you ran off and you got the, you heard it. I heard you it. only need to hear it one time, which that information is for the other. That's for the, 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 the other level. Right. But I said it and you, you absorbed it. You picked it up and you ran with it. And I can't tell you now because you already got them. So it's go. like, you got them. <laughs> So your mentorship does that for me, and I love it, and I'm happy you joined the Land Bank team. I'm happy I joined the Land Bank team. Awesome. And and, and it doesn't stop, right? So we, we talk often and just different ways that we could help each other, and I'm here for a resource for you, but you're here for a resource for me because now we're like-minded. We own property. We're fine. We're in similar businesses. I don't rent cars anymore, but we find we're in similar businesses. And it's awesome. It's just turned into, it's morphed into way more than what you get. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm watching you as you, you know, you go out there and you get your bundles of property at a time. And so that's, that's my next level. That's going to be yeah. awesome. That's the next step. <laughs> All right. So, so you got car business, you got property. We know you got GC licensing, you got the lead inspector. You got the credit, which is the money. You got the credit repair and the business funding. Like, like you know those industries well, right? Yeah. How's business for you? How's life for you? <laughs> business, business is busy. <laughs> business is busy. Okay. Um, but it's it's been great. I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Like I'm, I can say that it's been until I got my virtual assistants now. Yeah. Like it's been very very. Uh, conducive to just me until they came on, but I wouldn't trade it. I really enjoy what I do. So because I enjoy what I do and I like helping people and I, and I really sit and I analyze each person individually. Mm -hmm. So I don't give like a generic plan. Right. You know, I'm more so I have to talk to you first. You know, people, they ask me questions all the time and the DM like, can this work or how can I get this money and credit? Like I got to, you got to talk to me. I'm not going to tell you to do something that's going to, it's going to hinder you. Like, okay. so I, I enjoy what I do because I like seeing people win. And when I see people win, I, my last client got her two vending machine, just bought a house and got two Toro cars. Wow. Nice. So it's, yeah. it's a cust- you take a customized approach mm-hmm. to what you do. It's not a cookie cutter where you're just a number and do this it's more so how can i help you what are your needs before you yes. even take the client on right so you're doing awesome awesome i love that <clears throat> here's what's important to me that you said though you like helping people i like helping people yes we get busy right, right. however when you get that phone call from somebody saying i got two vending machines i got a house and what and two three car whatever else you said mm-hmm. right doesn't that make up for all the busy work? It does. Like, it does. It makes up for everything. It's the most fulfilling feeling that you can have when you take someone from where they started to where they are today. That, to me, defines success. It's not how much money you have. It's yeah. not like how many things you have. It's actually where you are based on where you started that defines the success for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I love it. So business is good. 
business is busy. Everything is cooking. You got the property. Nobody's cheating you, right? Because no, I know, because no, I know you know your they stuff. They ain't cheating me now. They got me when I first started in real estate in 2014. <laughs> it got me good. They even tore my house down. I had a property in Southwest Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I just said, you know, I'm taking my income tax money. I don't want to buy clothes. I'm going to take this three thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm going to buy a property. I bought right. a property from like the sheriff's sale for three grand. I don't know who's pays. Like, I don't know how I even came up with the money, but like fifteen thousand right. dollars for a cleanup. I didn't know at the time. Wow. You know, so I didn't know. And then I come back to have one more person look at the property because the people bailed on me. I paid them. Mm-hmm. They ain't come back. And then I have another contractor go back and say, hey, you know, for how much you're going to charge me to finish this clean out? He get there, said, there's no property here. So what you mean there's no what? property there? I said, it was there two Last, weeks ago. Like, right. where you mean there's no property? He said, there's no property here. Come back to the city, knock the property down, so now it's a lot. Oh, I my said, goodness. what is going on? But that's did a they, whole other story. Did they bill you? For they the teardown, how much was it? Nineteen thousand dollars. Nineteen thousand. This is we not anything to laugh at. Right. They billed you nineteen thousand dollars. Said I owe them for knocking down the property. My property, I didn't ask y'all to knock it down. Right. And y'all didn't notify me. And I had a structural engineer come out to say it was safe to build in there. So yeah. now it's like I've been fighting the city because they don't want to. They want to wipe away the debt, but yeah. they don't want to pay me for what for the, the property that the was property there. That was there. So like I'm still going back and forth all these years. Wow. All right, that that's a whole lot. So that's like a... But that just goes to show like what made you today, mm-hmm. right? Having that happen to you now, the woman you are, there's still a lot more real estate to acquire. Mm-hmm. Now, when you acquire, you actually know what you're doing, how to do it, how to pay contractors, how to vet contractors. However, there's never an easy way to vet these contractors, right? Never. You get a hold of a good team, I overpay them, I overtip them, I overcompensate, I do everything because I know they are the strength of my real estate business. I can't do anything without them. If they decide to run off, I'm stuck. I have to now go meet new people. And that's another reason why I I created and structured the land bank team to be a team Mm -hmm. because now when we're passing around contractors and referral partners and referrals we are i could say hey tony use mike mike just did my bathroom here are the pictures it's different coming from me than if it was coming from mike yes a contractor showing you his own work and all of that stuff i don't I, I don't even look i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you, <laughs> straight said, up. you don't look. <clears throat> this is what i tell him i don't want to see no work that you did for anybody else go do that to my bathroom and then I'll be happy because they could be taking those pictures from anywhere. They could go see a bathroom at an open you house, and take, take them, put the crazy portfolio up and they'd be like, oh, yeah, look at my work. I don't know ever any contractor out there, any contractor out there. Don't ever come to me and say you want to show me your work. I don't want to see your work. Show me on my property what you did. Have I'm going to find out from somebody else what you did, and then I'll hire you. I will never hire a contractor off of what they tell me Mm. or what they show me. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Go do it for mine, and then we we working. Or let me get somebody that knows you, and then I will hire you based on what that friend of mine said, what the land bank team member said, or what somebody else said. It's not, don't call me. The (laughs) contractors, don't call me. I'm not hiring you. I'm never hiring you off of you calling me. 
<laughs> I'm hiring you off of somebody's work you did. That's, that's going to call me and say, Charles, this guy is good. He knows his stuff. Tile, everything's going to be done right. Licensed, bonded. Then we can work. Lesson for the day. Lesson for the day. <clears throat> that's, 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 all right. I'm going to use that. <laughs> you have to. It's all about protection, right? It, because the stuff is not hard to do. You got electrical, you got plumbing, you got floors, you got sheetrock and a roof. Right. That's it's really that right. simple, right? Mm -hmm. It's not hard. The hard part is the contractors. I try not to give one contractor an entire job because mm -hmm. I feel like in different parts of the country is too much for them. So I may actually do, or lately I've been doing one thing at a time. Mm, okay. Do the rough and electrical do the rough and plumbing. Let's get that pass inspection, then wrap up the electrical, then wrap up the plumbing. Let's close up the walls. Here's your money. Now let's do flooring or flooring. I say for last. Now let's do drywall, right? Any roof work, we got to do roof first. So it stops mm -hmm. the leaks. Let's, let's get that done. But I don't give, I don't ever even negotiate a full job because what I'll find is they got half the plumbing done. They got half the electrical done. Yeah. The roof is leaking. Oh, I didn't get to that. Not yet. But they starting on the on the kitchen. And I'm walking in, or I got my camera system and I'm looking and I don't see anything completed, which drives me crazy. And that's the best way to do it, the way you're saying. Do it kind of in stages. Like, all right, here's here's the scope of work. Once this part is done, you won't get paid for this. Finish that part, you get paid. That's that's actually absolutely it's just different. Diff you have to know to navigate real estate, different parts of the country operate differently. Mm. I actually just learned yesterday from uh, a team member who's in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I told her in the Midwest, I was coaching her and I told her in the Midwest, one of the things that we really don't do, we do not um, rent properties out with a kitchen um, refrigerator and a stove. They don't expect you to have those in those parts of the country. You oh, actually really? don't. Yeah, you don't. They when tenants move, they bring their own. Uh, she's she told me. it's So in the Midwest, that's how it is. Right. You don't have to give a stove and a fridge. And and I was saying, hey, just make sure you're careful. You don't put brand new appliances in the land bank properties right. until you have a tenant. And sometimes they bring their own. She was like, yeah, no, we don't. We don't. We don't sell properties or we don't rent properties with mm. those appliances in them. And I was like, good wow, that's new. That's yeah. Good, good to know. Good information to know. So as you navigate and as you guys buy properties across the country, get a friend or a mentor who knows and ask those questions because that'll save you $2,000. Uh, you might not have to buy it. You might not have to buy it. And then if you're doing land bank properties in unsafe neighborhoods, you might not have to buy it and have it stolen, like which happened to me. You talking about that story? Oh, that was, <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, that was bad. That's a, you know people still remember that. That was like eight months ago on a Friday bad. night, right? Yeah, you remember that? I remember it. That was bad. It was just horrible. Why are people still stealing stuff? And well, what can you do? That's what makes you though. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's the thing that make. That's what gives you confidence, saying. I could buy that property right there. I could buy the one next to it because now I'm smarter. I know I'm not going to get robbed because I'm not going to leave anything in there. I know. And here's another thing. We do a more education than interview. But look, 
I, we're just it's okay. passionate. It's okay. Listen, I love. Religion. I know my windows are never gonna get stolen again because I'm never gonna put brand new windows in a vacant property with all the stickers on them, showing like the energy levels, the uh -huh. high efficiency. <laughs> I didn't know what that looked like to a thief or there's people in the neighborhood that that need windows. Right. That looks like Christmas to them. Yep. They went in and they. When my went the first time I did that, the windows got stolen so good, I didn't know they were put in. I didn't even know they were installed, right? I thought the contractor tricked me. They actually took their time and uninstalled. They didn't rip them out. They, un they uninstalled. Well, they had some time the on their windows. hands, and they was like, oh, anybody going to be here for a while? Let me just. <laughs> so, so they know. They see me show up and I didn't know better. This is like my first, this is why I'm so passionate about teaching this. I just had no clue on how to do it. I was proud that I was building these properties in this neighborhood that needed it so bad, not thinking the people need those windows, right? right? More than they need a house and a new, and a new, a new neighbor, they needed those windows. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a whole trading system in the Midwest that where mm. they sell new windows and they sell new, they sell used. And I'm wondering where they get their new windows from or know. where they get their used <laughs> ones from. But that's a whole nother topic. Know. <laughs> All right. So land bank team, yeah. everything is good. Business is good. Even the ones that don't do well, it's okay when they just start out. Mm. It's okay to be bad. Like your start. Um, you lost the property and some money on the property, yeah. right? But now when you look today, you're good at it. You know better, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, I also want to share one thing. And I, I'm we just giving information away. <clears throat> there is two websites that I want you to try to use for virtual assistance. Okay. One of them is Happy Manager. Happy Manager. The okay. other is onlinejobs.ph. Okay. They have really good virtual assistants. Online Jobs PH has virtual assistants that perform well. They take pride. There's background checks. There's a lot going on there that I really like. However, there's a company called Happy Manager. They get you high-end, high-level virtual assistants. Mm. So you can hire an attorney there, someone that has a law degree. You can hire oh. like executive assistants there that can almost replace you in your business because they've been vetted. They have the education levels and you also get a trainer with them. So as you do the training, you input your SOPs and all the information that you need. You actually have a trainer, a training system so that if you did lose that person, you don't have to retrain on five businesses, right? You don't have to retrain on everything you do. There's a training in place. There's a trainer that's going to train your executive assistant or whoever you want to input your business. So happy manager. Happy manager. I'll, I'll be on that today. Thank you. Listen. You're welcome. <clears throat> you didn't drive for nothing, right? I listen, I didn't get caught for nothing. I knew it was getting something when I get out here. <laughs> Absolutely. New York, we, we just share. We love to we love to see people win. Like, I feel like we champion winners. Like, that's awesome any sort of like accomplishments we're behind you we want to push you forward we want to push you higher because we experience how hard it is Absolutely. right Absolutely. so tony take me to a time in your life where things weren't so good where you weren't like the the the, the ceo of multiple businesses having multiple streams of income 
having these experiences that you have and having real estate. And tell me what that was like. Um, my lowest, lowest point um, that was kind of like a game changer for me for knowing what I wanted to do in life was I would bounce around from like shelter to shelter. Um, and I had my son with me at the time. And I was like, this, this is not the way to be. And I know this doesn't have to be my reality. So I really honed in on what I wanted to do. And I sat down and I, I guess in a sense you call it meditation, but I just kind of sat in the dark for a moment. And I just was kind of recapping my whole life. And I, then I started to write about where I wanted to be and what exactly it is that I wanted to do. I didn't even at the time really know, but I knew this isn't where I wanted to be. So I decided to go back to school. Uh, I went to school and I think I worked at like a breakfast diner, like for like two years. Like, so I would have to leave Norristown on the bus, go to Philly, drop him off at somebody that could watch him, then we'll watch him, go to this diner, pick him up and be back in by eight o'clock. Um, so that was my life. But in that time, I was able to really figure out that I know that there's better out here. So I started to like, I want my own house. I don't want to live in here. So I want my own house. So how do I do right. that? So I was like, I want to buy a house. <clears throat> I realized that that wasn't, I tried to buy and they said, oh, your credit's bad. I said, my credit's bad. I said, what's credit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't know what that was. So it kind of introduced me to something very, very different. So I said, all right. I'm going to move out of here because I've been saved up my money. I've been here for a year now. I did my part. I saved up. I got some money. I got myself an apartment. Um, but then in the same breath, I was like, they told me my credit was bad. What does that mean? Like, so I started to research credit and understand it. And at that point, I fixed my own credit. Really? Once I fixed my credit, I then got myself approved for a home, went and got my real estate license. So I just started doing things and the pieces just started coming together, but I really had to put in my mind that this is not where I wanted to be. Wow. And so, yeah, for anybody that think you can't start from the very, very bottom, you absolutely can. I love <laughs> it. That is like phenomenal. So what did you do? Did you, were you working and living in a shelter? Yes. Or you actually got a job? Well, I wasn't working. So when I was in the <clears throat> shelter, I wasn't working initially. I was looking for a job. And then the the breakfast diner yep. hired me as a waitress. So it was under the table. So it wasn't, you know, they had me doing like a welfare to work program. Okay. So it was like, you have to get a job. I was like, okay. So I got that job. And it was, I mean, it didn't really pay. I mm -hmm. mean, I got tips. So I may make $60 a day, $100 a day on a good day. Um, but a lot of that was used through my commute, too, because I had to commute right. back and forth from Norristown to Philly. But it taught me something. It's like, you really got to like push for what you want. Like, and if you want better, you got to get better. Eventually I got hired at Amtrak. So Amtrak wow. hired me and I said, all right, it's up from here. <laughs> so it's up from here. <laughs> and that's how you began to, so you taught yourself credit mm -hmm. while in the shelter system. Mm -hmm. That is phenomenal. Instead of just looking down and feeling down on yourself, mm -hmm. you started to educate yourself. Absolutely. Then you somehow, was the application process for Amtrak hard? So it wasn't hard. Um, did ask a lot of questions. Was But you did need to know like simple like math and yeah. like understand how to read a map and things like that. But, you know, I can say also my my instructors, instructors at Amtrak, they really liked me because um, they, okay. they understood my story. And they kind of gave me the answers. 
<laughs> you, I don't know if you I don't know if you want to be repeating that, but, no, go but ahead. it was like they kind of pushed me like, listen, you know, you know this, like redo it. Yeah. Redo the test. Okay. You know this. And I was like, all right, Tony, try harder, study harder. You can do this. It took me about three times to, to pass, but they gave me a chance. Okay. And I've been there for 10 years. 10 years. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you on that. Um, some of these stories that I hear about, I wonder, are people born with that fight and that desire or was it something one day that hit you where you said, look, I got to turn this thing around and I'm just going to turn over a new leaf? Or was it that you were just in a bad circumstance, right? Because I come from a similar background where like we were super poor and impoverished. But I tell people like my upbringing, the mindset wasn't that we were poor. The mindset wasn't that we were in poverty. It still came from like an abundance mindset. We would share our food. It was welfare food. We would still share it. And it was like my whole upbringing was like, all right, this is temporary and going to change soon. So I'm not saying we never claimed it. We knew we were poor, but it was like we never accepted it. It never defined us. It never defined our character. And as we got older, it, me, my sister's brother, mom, we just like that, that winning mindset transferred from the lowest point to the highest point. Mm-hmm. And it's still like we bust through barriers. You can't tell us we can't do something. We just, we just already know, right? You mm-hmm. can't tell us we're supposed to be poor or things are supposed to be broken and just stay like that because it, it's just how we were raised and we just... It was like in us that we're just not poor people, just probably because we weren't a poor spirit. But do you think there's something in you that made you change or the whole time you're in the shelter system? Like, yeah, I'm gonna fix this. I'll be out of here soon. So I really do think it was something that was in me that made me change. Like I, I feel like being in that low point did open my eyes to a lot of things. Cause like you, you think you, you know, want to be around certain people because I was not with the best of people, you know, and I kind of got myself there. But I'm like, all right, the light bulb had to go off at some point. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know that I want better for myself. I always knew I wanted better for myself. I just never knew how to get it. And being at that low point is what gave me time to think. Okay. So So there was some bad nights in that shelter where you, you, you really reflected and you like, I got to change this. Mm -hmm. Wow. So fortunately, like you had the mindset to educate yourself once you knew what you needed to do to do better. Right. You knew you needed a job, not like fast money or any other thing like that. Then you also knew you needed credit, although you knew nothing about it. You started to look up Mm -hmm. how to fix that and get that to where it's fundable. Right. To where people would want to lend you. And you found a way to use that to make money. And now you st- you have excelled, Yes, which is phenomenal. That is a phenomenal story. I didn't know that. I'm learning so much, <laughs> right, about people through the Land Bank Show. Like, this has been a phenomenal experience for me. And the, the goal of the show was to share stories like this and share some non-traditional ways. But it's turned into so much more. Yes. 
right? You so give people, you give people hope and let them know, like from regular <clears throat> people, real life experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it just tells you, right, your situation, regardless of where it is, it can change, right? Y- y- your story is written by you, not anybody else, not by a shelter, not by a job, not by a failed um, business, not by two failed businesses or three, right? You can write. It only takes one to write, to hit the right way, yes. right? It just mm-hmm. takes one yeah. to where now your story goes from like vacant to vibrant. And I love that about what you did and about hearing and learning about that. That is phenomenal. So I wish you tons of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you. Of course, Land Bank team members, your Land Bank team member forever. So our relationship doesn't change or end, right? Hey. And, and I designed it. it like that way, right? So who knows how far you're going to go, but- Listen, going up. <laughs> right, and, 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 and I'm coming up with you and I'm bringing the whole team. Bring the whole team. Exactly, that's up. that's the, the basis of it. So I appreciate you coming. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your time. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the wealth CEO. So Tony underscore the wealth CEO and TikTok at two RG consulting solutions. <laughs> you got to tell me about TikTok. Hey, TikTok. <laughs> that's that's where it's at. All the people's is on TikTok. <laughs> you got to show me. This is what it's about, right? Teaching yes. each other. All right, guys, that wraps up another dope episode of the Land Bank Show with Charles Noonan and Tony Glover, the Wealth CEO. I want you guys to like and subscribe to the Land Bank Show and make sure you catch every single episode that we do because it's turning out into something way more than just a show. We're educating, we're inspiring, we're giving hope where needed. And these are real stories from real people that have done real things that run up a bag and non-traditional methods in real estate. Stay tuned for more. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Land Bank Show with Charles Newman. Please leave a review for this podcast and give it five stars. Also, follow on Instagram at Charles J. Newton and share with others as we want to share these unique strategies with developers across the world. 